This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle. It's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We and then we get co- to pick your brain about why those songs. So Kendrick Lamar's verse here, he literally, every line he says, says something from my childhood. He says, um, my aunt selling my Sega Genesis and then buying it again and then selling it back. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle. A celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your hosts, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield. And Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Welcome to my bedroom. Maggie Mayfield's bedroom. (laughs) What are these? Oh my god! They're cool. They're cool. (laughs) Those are interesting. So, <laughs> Those are very interesting. David and I are very excited because not only did we get registered with the Writers Guild last week, but we're coming up on our very first live show. Live yeah. show. Oh on Sunday, May 14th. And our guest, our very last guest for the season, saving the best for last of season Yay! one. Yay! you are Hello. formally invited. Oh, where, is this, where is this live show going to be? At the Lyric Hyperion Cafe. In Hyperion? East of Silver Lake. Oh, that's the different Hyperion. That yeah. one, I was talking about the one on the way to Vegas. I was hoping you guys did your first oh. live show halfway to Vegas. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Not a bad idea. Nah, why not? So we're gearing up for that, and we would love it for you to come. We're going to get through this, and then you might recede <laughs> that. You might take that back. No, no we, we need the seats filled. Okay, can, sorry. Please come. Oh, not as a guest. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the wife. It's Mother's Day. Bring the wife. Oh, is it? Are Do you, you guys doing on Mother's Day? No, I don't have kids. Come on. You can't breathe bring, this. Bring the dog. Yeah, Minnie. Okay. Okay. you didn't bring today. I Minnie was going to, then I didn't, and then I should have, and Minnie then I apologize. Trouble. Mm. How old is, what's the dog's name? Minnie Pearl. She's a French bulldog. I picked her up in Florida. We Do you take her friends. everywhere? No, I don't take her everywhere. She does travel with us once in a while. But she does, when I'm in town, I usually try to take both my dogs. We also have Lou, who's from the pound. And he's awesome as well. But he's half pit bull, half something else, and skittish. So he freaks out at certain places. So I can't take him everywhere. But he does travel with me a lot. We had one dog that lived 17 years. Wow. Wow. My wife had it since she was 18. And we lost her last year. Yeah. Yeah. So it was not a good day in our house. So yeah. Yeah. But she was, Lou had always had a friend. That was Roxy. Mm -hmm. And then she passed, and Lou was lost. So that's why I, f- I found another dog, and I wanted a French bulldog, so I got a French bulldog. Yeah. Like, I'm doing what I want. Yeah, I'm Does doing what I want. So when you go on tour, Minnie Pearl sometimes comes. Your wife? Sometimes. Your wife sometimes comes? Sometimes. Okay. My wife is, um, how do you say it? Picky, choosy, <laughs> a little snobby. Uh-huh. Perfect for her. And I have no idea how she, she's not that picky if she ended up with me. She must, <laughs> sounds like she just gave up. Well, I guess this is what I'm going to get. How did it uh, happen? How did it all uh, come about? Did, uh, I, well, I met her through a guy I did a movie with. Um, what movie? Yeah, I did MVP2, Most oh. Valuable Primate Part 2, which is about a monkey <laughs> that plays <laughs> hockey. And, uh, yeah. We saw a guy walking with a hockey stick while we were waiting for you. Uh, like, there's a guy? rink down the street. Oh. I used to play here oh. all the time. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I know. We were both like, what is this? this guy doing on a Saturday morning hot with a hockey day. stick? He's yeah. going to hockey. Yeah, yeah. So what's it like when she goes on tour with you? What do, you do you hang I, out during the day or are you like, no? We, hang, uh, we She likes to do things. Uh, I usually have a lot of press I have to do and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So she ends up, we do, we do, we find things to do. Mm-hmm. So next month she's coming with me to Australia. We'll be in Australia for a week and a half. She, she picks that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey, do you want to come to Nebraska? Nope. <laughs> she shuts that down. Yeah. But she also has her own career, so that's why she doesn't travel with me. She's an occupational therapist. The children need her. 
it. Mm-hmm. So I just can't steal her away. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It's very important. Very important to the children. Do you ever do career day? No, I don't get invited to that kind of... I raise money for the children. I will mm. raise money for the kids. But uh, for the most part, I'm kept away from the children. <laughs> this is what you could be if you steered yeah. left at Albuquerque. If you... <laughs> <laughs> if you drop out of school, you can become a comedian. Yeah, sure. I know a lot of guys that finished school, too, that became comedians, too. Were you thinking about it in high school, becoming a stand-up comic? I grew up in the middle of nowhere. In British Columbia. In British Columbia, up mm-hmm. near Alaska. Mm-hmm. And so show business was the furthest thing that could possibly happen to me. Like, there was just, to me, show business was an Archie's comic. You know, an Archie comic <laughs> where the guy was driving down the street in the, in the limo and leaned out the window. Hey, kid, I like your look. Get in the car. Yeah. And drove away, which turns out to be kidnapping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's that to me. That's how show business happened. I was like, oh, that must be how it happens. I wonder if a limo will ever come to Terrace. <laughs> and we'd never, never seen a limo. Never no. Limo. So I was working in a gold mine. Oh wow! And, really? Uh, yes. Those uh, are was, real. Those are real. I, I've seen the, the shows on A and E and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, they true. drive me insane. I'm like, shut up, you pansies, and get to work. I was working as a assistant blaster. So I was. <laughs> I know it sounds horrible. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. <laughs> so I, I, and I was going to school to become a blasting engineer. Assistant blaster. Explosives engineer. I like and so that's about, what, 19, 20 years old? I was 20, yep. Was yeah. that a family business or no, just one of the No, it was one of those options? things. I was, in, in Canada, you don't immediately go to college. It, mm-hmm. Most of the time, they tell you to go. You Some people go to college right away, but most people go travel for a year or two. Oh, wow. There's so, a pivotal moment, I believe, in all of our lives, regardless of what we do. I happen to be studying social work in Boston. I had mm-hmm. been interested in, in um, quite different than blasting, but, you know. Right. Um, <clears throat> don't put but that, on that's, it. But that's where I was, and, and I can relate to the Archie Bunker. Con- you know, there's got to be some kind of a gimmick as to how these folks get into show business. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just so happened that uh, a, a friend of mine picked up a Boston Phoenix and said, didn't you do acting in college? There's a ad here for actors. And it was a group of comedians. And I say this way too much because I like name dropping. Right. The group of actors was David Cross, Louis C.K. Nice. John Ennis. Nice. You know, John Groff, John, H. John Benjamin. Ah. You know, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Garofalo and the Silverman sisters. It was like the the people that are like really super. That that's who was forming this comedy group. That's crazy. And it was like on a dime. It was like had that person in my life decided, ah, you know, I'll, I'll show it to him later, and forgot. I wouldn't be here right now. Was what turned for you that, uh, that got us to this moment right now? I moved to Vancouver. I came home for. I was going to go to college mm-hmm. and uh, do this, and I came. I just quit this job, and I just said, I'm moving to Vancouver to become a comedian. It just came and, to you. And my, my dad was like, I said, can I get a ride to the airport? <sighs> and my dad's like, okay. So he dropped me off at the airport. I moved to Vancouver, didn't know anybody. Ended up living with a buddy for a while. Took me another year to finally get on stage. Mm. I just wow. ended up on an open mic. And I was addicted immediately and said, I'm not going to college. And this is what I'm going to do. Wow. You were like the Zoolander before Zoolander. I, wa- I was. Of comedians. <laughs> 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 I think I've got the black lung, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> beautiful city, Vancouver. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Stanley Park. When it's sunny. And the Sutton Place. When it's raining. Wow. Somebody's done movies in Vancouver. Sutton Place. Lionsgate. <laughs> well, what yeah. do you say? Can we dig into the first song? Do it. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. All right. Here we are. 
I'm home. I'm home. I'm home now. Oh my god. Two, three, four. Yes, I love it. Uh, you guys are both goofy smiled right now. <laughs> I'm red. We're both I'm, in, uh, do you know the song? No. Uh, you don't know the song at all. I'm sorry, I don't. Do you know the band? Cheap Trick? Cheap yes. Trick. You know the band though? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the song is called Surrender, and I was probably maybe six or seven, and it was on the radio, and I don't know what it did to me, but I could not get enough of it because my parents were country, old school country people. And oh, they I would... know this song now. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's an yeah, anthem. Yeah. It's yeah. such right. an anthem, yeah. Surrender. Yeah. yeah. Surrender. That's what they said the whole time. I had no idea. What did you think they were saying? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Salamander. Yeah. Salamander. <laughs> don't Six put it on your fingers. Finger you're going to get a disease and you're going to get really sick. Salamander. <laughs> Salamander. <laughs> Lemmy, don't so, know. So, <clears throat> were you this something in your bedroom that you would be listening to? You were like, don't come in here, Mom and Dad. I'm very busy with Cheap Trick. Uh, no, I didn't even own a tape or a record at this point. Like, this, this is how young I was mm-hmm. when this came into my life. So... It would come on the radio every so often, and I would just be thrilled. We had AM radio, AM radio 590, where I grew up, and Mm -hmm. they would play music. And at night, at about 8 o'clock, it would switch over to this thing, something called the way of the worlds, where this old man would talk about the end of times. (sighs) But there would be music, and and every so often, the song would come on, and it would just lighten me up. Like I would just like, I have no idea what this feeling is inside me, but I just I would just move like an idiot, and I would just jump up and down, and my dad would tell me to shut up. And So it was mom and dad, and you. Mom, dad, my sister, and that was it, yeah, and we had a dog. What's your sister's name? Jocelyn. Mm -hmm. She became a teacher. She still lives up in the Indian village. But the other thing I remember about the song is it was on a KTEL hits. Like there was a bunch of mm-hmm, I and those. this song would play during commercials, but like just a clip of it. So I would get just a little bit of it on <gasps> during the hockey game. I'm just like, oh, it's them. <laughs> so and it would only be like a touch of it. And it's clear you still have that feeling. When yeah. Like yeah. Very seven. excited. Yeah. It, it, your, it's powerful song. It's yeah. oh yeah. Was your sister into it also? No, she didn't. She was she was probably three years younger than me, so oh, she was yeah. She was just a baby. Way too yeah, young. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you guys close? Uh, we're close, but we're far apart. We fight a lot, and uh, we still we'll always fight, but at the same time, we you know we get along. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love her. And your mom and dad, Helen and Al. Helen and Al. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because I go by Gary and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the way I get into the names of the parents. I'm like, what are your parents' names? And what did they do? Yeah. Uh, my dad was a mechanic. He's retired now. Mechanic for diesel? Uh, yeah, heavy duty mechanic. Okay. And my mom is actually Australian and once in a while still works as a nurse. Okay. So, yeah, and I have no idea. They keep kind of explaining how they met, but I don't understand how they met. My mom may have been a gypsy. <laughs> I, and, I, and when we laugh about it, but I'm like, guys, I look back, I'm like, that might be gypsy things. And you see cousins doing things. You're like, yeah, I come from a family of gypsies. So, cool. yeah, I don't know if they're real gypsies or just like hoodlums or whatever they are. But uh, Ancestry.com. Yeah. Very easy. I'm gonna, I should take a look because there's, there's a chance because my mom say, was a traveling nurse. And she said she had met somebody with the last name Bag, and she was working in this town. She just looked in the phone book and seen Bag, and then she called this name up, and she said, hey, so-and-so told me to come over for dinner and meet you guys. (gasps) Wow. And that's how she met my dad. And I'm like, I'm going to try that. 
No, Do I, phone I, books absolutely. even exist anymore? Yeah. <laughs> just, just pick a number. I'll Google something. I don't think anybody... I think things have changed so much from that time. Like, there's a point in all of society where you didn't have to lock doors. People knew that if that wasn't your house, you didn't go into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now it's just changed. If it's not locked, got to take it. Yeah. Got to take it. Yeah, those packages are just sitting there. Cheap trick, by the way. Did you ever see Over the Edge, Matt Dillon's very first film about a housing development in Arizona, which gets taken over by radical teenagers? No. This was Cheap Trick and was dominant in the soundtrack. Look I'm going to take a look edge. at yeah. Over the Edge with Matt Dillon, his very first movie. Wow. He got the you part when it's... You love Matt Dillon. Uh-huh. Especially when he had the half t-shirt and oh, the silk running shorts times. and the high white socks. Right, and how, did, how did anybody get away with those shorts? Like They were so nuts cool. out everywhere. <laughs> they were so cool at the time and the high socks. Yeah. Oh, my God. When, when people, that, people, when people <laughs> from the 70s or early 70s, early 80s say, oh, that's gross, they, they should be told to shut up because that's even the basketball uh, shorts. Had dicks hanging out. The Larry Bird sort of old yeah, fashioned. Yeah, terrifying. Silky. Oh my gosh. For my Your own, face was just like, yeah. For my own personal curiosity, so you heard this on the radio a lot? Not Wait. a lot. I'm talking like. Not enough. No, I'm talking maybe once or twice a week and by mistake and just thrilled. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. So having grown up in Canada, mm-hmm. the radio, is it true that. The rules are they have to play a certain amount it's funny of Canadian that you bring that artists. Up. Yes, yes. And I think I, that's so fascinating. I I it's called Canadian content. Canadian content. So you have to play Shania Twain. Yeah. Well, they pick basically yes. There's <laughs> <laughs> they have to pay play. I think thirty four or forty percent. Yeah. Of Canadian artists, whether that be, uh, I think, produced by. Uh, the artist or written, sing, uh, sung. or recorded in Canada. I think that oh, inc- I was included too. But they just kind of pick four artists and just keep playing. Who are the four? The ones that I remember. Kim Mitchell. Uh, might as well go for a soda. We could play that if you want. Might as well go for a soda. Was I'm that 1956? That it's a song about might as well go for a soda. Nobody hurts and nobody cries. Might as well go for a Words soda. Words of wisdom. Yeah. Is this, Kim Mitchell. Yeah. And this plays like every four hours in Canada. I love it already. This is... Is everything this polite? Yeah, this is very... Connect- Apologize. Let's go for a soda. Might as well go Nobody for a soda. gets hurt. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody dies. That's why I love Canada so much. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even really fully know why, but this is we, one of the. Clues. I know we're supposed to do only five songs, but we could do a lot more. This is a bonus. Yeah, we're 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 expanding. The five yeah. songs yeah. are the. Uh, the, the say, okay, this is a foundation of this, yeah. but who knows how many floors we'll put on this house? <laughs> whoa! Okay, whoa. so Kim Mitchell was one of them. Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Brian Adams. Of course, yeah. Uh, Cause like a knife. Yeah, uh, uh, summer of '69. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Justin Bieber wasn't born yet. No, so it would have been. Uh, maybe Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, you don't know Gordon Lightfoot? I do, strangely. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a couple songs that he's got. He's- that came on my shuffle one time as we were taking off on an airplane flight, and I'm always sure that that's like ominous. That's horrible. Song, I know. Though. Yeah, yeah. The legend lives on from the Chippewa. I love. It. <laughs> Please buckle your seatbelt. About a plane that left Los Angeles. <laughs> I know. I totally go there. <laughs> it totally doesn't work out. You're like, no. Like, Why like- do the Indians know about my flight? <laughs> It's true. Land us now. <laughs> ah! 
Is the pilot listening to this? The pilot must be listening to if this. If I knew you could get paid off for screaming bloody murder like that guy who got dragged off the oh. American flag. You know what's funny? Ah! Like, when he ran back onto the plane and he's I gotta get home. I gotta get home. <laughs> Just I'm like, like that tube ain't gonna help you. It's not like moving. An eight year old in like the elementary I was, school. I was angry about the fact that nobody just said, "Hey, you're four hours away from home. Drive." Thank you. Yeah, which I've done with my mm-hmm. extensive. We've all. Well, yeah. if you if you get a buddy, let's do this together. Right. If you work in in an industry that you have to travel a lot, you know nothing turns out right. And if you got to get home, sometimes you're going to be a little bit late. There were some things mother didn't tell us. Mm. Mother told us. Yeah, yes, yeah. she didn't tell us. See how I kind of wove that into the Saranda, Saranda. Rent a car. Rent drive a car. the way. Song number two, guys. That's funny. <laughs> we could sing that one all day. Good one. That's great. That's cool. Okay, here we go. You can tell this is on a record, too. You can hear the buzzing of the Let's go get a soda. No? No. no. <laughs> I will say there has been a so change a in this band. At this point, their drummer has two arms. Oh, this must be Def Leppard. This is Def Leppard. Let's crank it up a little bit. A little bit of Maggie's bedroom cranking tunes till her parents mm. come up and shut us down. I love it. The headbanger ball. Yeah. Almost, yeah, a little bit. But I played hockey as a kid, so this is you the kind. This is the kind Canada. of music I'm saying. So I'm yeah, I had to. It was we were forced. We were forced you into child labor hockey. Syrup. <laughs> um, maple syrup and hockey. That's all you did. We actually skated on maple syrup. <laughs> once it you once it settles, it you can, you can, <laughs> and there's nothing like stopping on it and just spraying <laughs> sheets. <laughs> Oh, Sarah, yum. I did not smoke weed today, but I am so laughing. <laughs> 20 years uh, I haven't, good, by the way. So this is uh, Def Leppard. This is Def Leppard Pyromania. Pyromania. I had the Pyromania. whole album, and I this is when Walkmans came out. Sweet. Uh-huh. So I would have been 10 or 11, and the reason I, this sticks out in my head was because I would pack wood into the house for the fireplace <laughs> while listening to my Walkman mm-hmm. and I only mm-hmm. had one tape it was this one I got I had enough money to buy this tape and I was just like meow this is awesome but I used to love it because as my batteries died <laughs> the tape would get slower so I'm rock rock was this your rock. inaugural <laughs> yeah. those headphones on the Walkman changed yeah. my life Doobie those Brothers little... I'll never forget it a kid showed it to me in high school and I put it on and it yeah. was like bam I was just I was just thrilled by this just got me through carrying wood from from outside was it really that so there was no there had to be electricity well we did we did but we had we had a wood burning fireplace that that, that uh it's uh, not like you cooked over it and had like no 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 it was, okay. well we did we did have a we did that's funny <laughs> we did have a wood stove and you could cook on it like but it was a wood stove it was for heat. It did wasn't for cooking. Did you live in a cooking. cabin? Like, uh, no, not a, a cabin. Big, it wasn't a great house, but it wasn't a cabin. Like no, a it was, big property? But it, like, no, it wasn't. It was downtown. Everybody had everybody in our town had fireplaces. Where'd the wood so, come from? So you just drive out of town two minutes, cut down a tree. I would also have to split the wood in the... Oh, that's so, the worst. So I'd split the wood, stack it, and then unstack it and bring it in the house. Those are like literally the worst jobs that you can Those have. Those are chores. Those are you, chores. I will tell you how bad it is. The moment I moved out of the house, my parents got a gas burning stove. <laughs> 
So, right? Yeah. Well, when you look so, at Little yeah. House on the Prairie or yeah. some of those old Walton's reruns, you know, television shows that depict the day when you needed to burn wood, right. and then it's what's neat is that here you are still kind of the, the tail end of that journey. And yeah. That, I evolution, and you got the Walkman on. Yeah. I mean, that's our generation right that's, there. It's kind of a change right there. I think we should kind of go back to that. I think... You want to go back to the Walkman? No, to Whoa. burning some wood. Oh, we are going back. It's, I think in, in about six months, we're going to be... In six months, we're going to be... Foraging. For- <laughs> yeah, we're just going to have to... Oh, uh, my gosh. I, I knew you <laughs> when you had two eyes. Now, just an eyebrow. Yeah, we're... Oh, my goodness. Talking about the impending... Tuesday. Well, um, they got rid of all those classes in school. It's not like they teach home ec or woodshop or any of that anymore. So it's not like it. we all have any How old are skills. You? 33. I'm 45. So, yeah. I took home ec. I remember. I'm 39. I make, we didn't. I remember making egg drop soup. Like, that was, that's what <laughs> we Egg did. drop soup? Yeah. Holy. You, t- you were taught how to make it. We, I did chili one morning, and I wanted, I was so happy that day of school. We did a chili con carne. Mm-hmm. And it was like a seventh grade. And then after that, it just, oh, I went to reform school after that. That's why. Oh. Because you did, you turned into a con carny. <laughs> I was trying to be funny. And it's like, no, I, not, trying, I had nowhere I, to go. But I'm trying to be funny as well. Because I, I love that con carny. <laughs> like there's any other type. Oh, ta- con carny. Like, there it is. Like there's any other type of carny. So was that your first tape? The Def Leppard Yes, tape? that was my first tape. Yeah. Pyromania. Pyromania. When was uh, Beach Boys Greatest Hits? <clears throat> Are you sure you're? <laughs> but that doesn't make sense for your age. Was it a hand-me-down? Uh, no, it was the one that my parents bought for me. Cassette. That was That's my first cassette, interesting... and then we went on to... Are your parents crazy Christians? No, they're crazy hippies. Oh, I don't even... Think... We were hippies that had some money, so my dad was all into like the sound stuff, and he was like, all the music that you want. That's the best And my hippie. mom was like, all the weed that we can get. Oh, nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. so my family was weird. Grew up in New Jersey on the, oh, on the East Coast. Love yeah. it. I wouldn't think... For some, I don't know why I don't think... Hippies out there, I think, staunch. Everybody gets a job and works, kind of people. Yeah, well, they're we're, we go into the city, we make our money, and we come back and we enjoy our lives for four hours. They did that, but we grew weed in the basement. We were I growing hydroponic, hydroponic. So Uncle Jake came over, who wasn't really an uncle, but I was like, oh, it makes sense. He came over so we could buy weed. Got Jake it. the snake. Why does Jake. Jake not look the same every time he comes over? He always <laughs> looks like somebody else. Sometimes he would bring his son, Jen Michael. Which is Jan Michael Vincent? Jan Michael. Named after Jan Michael Vincent? I don't think so. Why? I, I don't know any other reason. <laughs> but it was always like special when Jan Michael would come over. What was it? What was the... Uh, that, Baby Blue Marine. What was that That helicopter show? What was it? It Air was a one word. Airwolf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but your Jan Michael Vincent, Maggie was Mayfield, was a, an interesting guest in the house. Yeah, it was always know, interesting. we got ice cream and pizza that night. Oh, when Jan no Michael way. came over? Yeah. So you're like, he's here. Yeah. Did so you call him Jan know. Michael? Yeah, yeah, it was Jan Michael. How old Michael. was Jan Michael. My, my age. My Maybe sister is three. No, no, no. So it was him and my sister and I, and we would just hang out and play video games and eat pizza and ice cream. How old were you? Oh, God. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. So you just didn't know anybody. You're like, no. oh, it's good times. Yeah. We we're like, oh, nice Uncle Jake pots. is coming over? Is Jan Michael coming this time? Cool. Yeah. That's. We've got to do some gardening yeah. in the basement. Like, Stay up there. Yeah. <laughs> Can I come down? Not right now. One time my sister and I discovered it, and we were like, what's all those plants down there? And my mom was like, those are daddy's special herbs for spaghetti. Oh. Because that was always his thing. He would always make lasagna and spaghetti, and he would use basil and oregano, and we thought that's what it was. So we're like, we grow our own basil. You guys had edibles before edibles were cool. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The kids are being dicks. Make the spaghetti. I make uh, the spaghetti. And then you just lie there. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we had Remy Vienno, who was a little bit older than me, and Breda Palzer. I used to hang out with them, and- when I was about 16, 17. And one of their moms, 
uh, would boil butter with pot and then bake with it, and Holy. we'd get cookies every once in a while. Uh, did you know? Uh, I knew, and it was fantastic. Yes. What were and you driving at the time? I had, uh, I want to say, I didn't get it until later, but I had at the time I had a Toyota, like, wrecked yeah. thing that I'd put together. Salica type yeah, thing? No, not even like that. It was like a, like a station wagon, but... <laughs> I saved my money and bought myself a 1978 Z28. That was, oh, that was, oh, oh yes, so cool. it was sweet. Oh, so, but they, they had four by fours, these huge, crazy four by fours. And we'd get stoned, eat uh, these cookies and just go in the field. And then I remember getting out of the truck once. I, I had to pee and I jumped out of the truck and it felt like I fell for four miles. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept going and going and go. Yeah, it was so like who, one of those. Who was this? made the butter the edibles for uh, you? Ramey Viano was his name and I think it was his mom or his aunt and she would make cookies okay. and we would just eat these cookies and I remember being frozen like stuck to a, a bed once yeah uh, uh, edibles falling. yeah did yeah. your parents know yeah. no oh. Gary and Robin had no clue yeah. no my parents were not hippies like yours my parents well, were. did your parents do that David my mother's husband my stepdad not only uh, smoked weed but he also sold on a very sort of friendly basis <laughs> um, and I remember when we found out, my mother giving us the convert, you know, like, listen, we're an honest family because it was a blended family. We're not yeah. his family. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're an honest family. And we want you kids to know that that Billy does smoke pot, but he does it in the house. And it's not like alcohol. And we're very honest about that. We, if you have any questions, you know, you can ask us and we'll answer you honestly. But don't tell anybody at school. And don't <laughs> let the neighbors know. And your grandparents really shouldn't know. That's <laughs> hysterical. Like, yeah. Yeah. Look, here's a list. Keep yeah. this on you at all times and check it before so you talk Honestly, don't tell them. But no, yeah, I mean, and I don't know how my dad didn't know. I mean, I was high for a lot of my junior and senior year. Uh-huh. And my dad was the health educator of the high school. Oh. That's yeah. He taught funny. drug education, you know. And so I think it was just like... I think my dad just chose to ignore it. I remember coming home and the vice principal was in the den of the house. It was a cold, wintry day in upstate New York. His wife, the vice principal's wife, my dad and his wife, and I was baked out of my mind. I walked down the hallway and I remember they all kind of turned and looked at me in slow motion. They were watching Dallas. They would all come over and watch Dallas. And they all looked at me in slow motion. And my dad was like, how's the weather outside, bud? And I remember my response was, "It's about pop, he's about boo boo. It's about how many he's about. It's about how It's about fourteen degrees outside." And went, went into my room. <laughs> I'll never forget that moment. Wow. Like, how did they That's not know? Funny. It's about how. <laughs> He's got speech classes. It's the vice principal and the health educator. Uh, you know, that's like funny. Hey, bud, come on out here and have a seat. Well, I like that he's bud. Yeah, that was my nickname, bud. But, I was the slowest, most uncoordinated kid in the school. My dad was a state champion football coach. I was no. like the worst. And my dad used to call me speed. <laughs> and I never knew until I was older. Like, that's kind of, come on, speed. Yeah, <laughs> man. Come Aww. on, first cut. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Come on, wallflower. <laughs> Last <Aww>. pick. <laughs> Uh, I love my dad. No, he, he, yeah. Where I grew up, hash was big. Oh. Everybody had, the, the way they'd, I don't want to say they, but we would smoke it was you would cut a two liter bottle in half. Ah. Uh, you would fill up the top part with this part, uh, and people can't with see the it. Lid. The, the lid part. The lid part. You'd fill that up with ice upside down, mm-hmm. and then you'd poke holes in the bottom part and then put it on top. And you would uh, then flip it over. You would take knives, heat them up on the stove. This and is drop complicated. A, but it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> and you drop little balls of hash onto the onto the knife, and they were and they were flaming hot. And 
uh, the ice would cool it down as it came into the thing, and you would breathe it in, and you would be you would be off your face. Oh, Kids, in this okay. case, please do try this at home. Yeah. This is not off. That's a science by, experiment. It's a science experiment. And also, <laughs> let you know who was into smoking hash, because you went into their house, you checked their knife drawer, they had burn marks <laughs> on you're like, I know what kind of house I'm in. Wow. Hash. I learned something new today. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Goodbye. No. <laughs> oh, no. That, that yeah. this is, we've just barely gotten through hello. I know. So, Cheap trick. Pyromania. De- Def, Def Leppard. Leppard. Song I'm home. Three. You ready? I'm home. Here we go. Oh. I'm in the four-wheeler, like six stories in the air right now with you. Yeah. yeah. Special. Oh, what's this that? is cool. Video. Kind of British punk, Canadian British punk. This is platinum blonde. This is 1983, 84. I'm uh, probably 14 years old. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 84. And this is the first concert I ever see. Wow. This is platinum blonde. Comes to Kitimat to the Tamatic Arena. Which is Kitimat spelled backwards. Kitimat is the uh, spelled backward is. Kitimat is a town. Their arena is called the uh, Tamatic, <laughs> which is Kitimat spelled backwards. All right. And now they come know. to town, and there is an hour of Northern Canadian kids just going ape wild because we get to see a band. I remember nothing, everything, and nothing came to there. So and these guys came, and we're just like, they're coming. Is anybody going to take them fishing? Should we? Should... <laughs> what? Um, yeah, we can do it kind of out of order. We, we yeah. should jump around. We have a segment in the show that we love dearly called First Concert. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, so tell us let's the story. dive into yeah. this. Yeah. So, yeah, so we all drove down in cars to Kitimat, was basically, I don't know, 30 kilometers away from Terrace. So it was basically going from here to maybe Long Beach, not even that far. <laughs> you know? So it was so, like a 30 minute drive. Yeah, 30 minute drive. Yeah. And we're all we're excited. We go, we go there. It's, it's like. Who got the tickets? How'd you get them? Uh, wow, I haven't even thought about it. Jeez, I have no <laughs> idea how we got the tickets. I'm thinking just at that time, I'm guessing. Maybe it was a free show. We, no, it was not free. Ticketron was, was how you know. No, there was, was no. T- I think it was. It's it's one of those towns where you know where you ever do a show and they sell tickets at a music store. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's, that's how that's we went right. and bought tickets at the music radio store. giveaway. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm trying to think who I went. I think I think Dan Fraser went. I think. Uh, Chris, I, it's funny. I didn't even think about this. I'm like, I have no idea who I went with. I just First remember. First concert. You yeah. Just was, were, how old were you? I was 15. So when this song came out, they came out like a year later, probably on their downslide. There, and then they came to our town, and they I was 15, almost 16, and I was this. I've never seen this before. Uh-huh. They play the music in yeah. front of us. <laughs> And there was just they, like a buzz in town, yes, and everyone was everybody like, went, "It was packed." If was, you don't go, then you're yeah. You, a it, loser. it wasn't yeah. even that. It was like somebody's coming. You go. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're here. Yeah. They're Platinum blonde. They, were the, they yeah. were the business. They were the business. That was that was yeah. definitely a, a group. Were they big down here? I do remember Platinum Blonde. I mean, I don't ever remember personally. If you take any... a, they were kind of before Poison. They were kind of you look at their hair. They had the crazy hair. They were bleached. Uh, out. They're bleached out, and it was it kind of had that British. Mod punk kind. Did you make it on time to the concert? Oh, I think we were there hours before, and I remember it. Probably maybe seven thousand people there or something like that. Was there an opening band? 
I think I want to say Honeymoon Suite. Honeymoon Suite? Yeah. I definitely remember Honeymoon Suite. Yeah. Of course, that would make complete sense. Yeah, or, you know what? Now that I think about it, there was a co- it was a co-headlining band. It wasn't... And it was another band. It was Haywire. I don't know who. There's a small Canadian it's Canadian band. content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Canadian content. But it was uh, Platinum Blonde and Honeymoon Suite. And I can't Honeymoon even, Suite? I, I think Honeymoon Suite went on second. I think they were the more popular band at they the time. They flipped a loony or a toony so, and yeah, decided to yeah, do yeah, it. Yep, 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 yep. We just took some coins and we flew mm. them in the air and said, yep. you go on first. I flew them in the air. Yep. That's so great. So did you bring the hash with you? Um, was drinking a thing in your group of friends? I'm trying to think. We there's no way we didn't not drink. But we- <laughs> what do you remember about this show? It's been it a clearly long- was like very important to you. You're like this was the first concert. Yeah, but but I, I remember what was the first. Concert I remember you're- just the visual of the band. Like, I don't remember it? like doing anything. I remember just thinking, "Wow, this is interesting." <laughs> You know, it's funny. Barton Hall, Cornell University, Boston uh-huh. was my first, and Sammy Hagar opened up. But as uh, I'm thinking back, did I go with Bobby Oliver? Did yeah, I meet Billy Elliot and go? Yeah, you don't. You don't remember. I, we, Thank I do, you. Half of us snuck in. I had a ticket. My snuck dad. In. Yeah, they, there's a big fan outside of Barton Hall, mm-hmm. and if you just shimmied your way through this industrial size fan vent, right, you could go right into this huge. One out of nine kids were cut in half. Well, there was one boy who there did lose the tip boy. of his finger. You know, <laughs> really? No. no. <laughs> And I he wasn't called Speedy? No. <laughs> he was Pointer. He um, was point, Pointless. Pointless. <laughs> we what digress. was your first concert? No effects. And you remember everything? I do, because I had bought the tickets. Is that a word, bought? I had bought the tickets, and I was supposed to go with my high school sweetheart at the time. But we wound up breaking up, so I brought my best friend Sabrina, and we drove down to San Diego to go see them. And it was a big, like, F you, ex-boyfriend. And Hold it on. was amazing. And we wound up, like, running under bleachers. And- but I thought you were from Illinois. No. I grew I'm up in New that. Jersey. <laughs> my parents separated. My mom came oh, to California. I know. My mom came to California because her brother was out here. Huge finished high move. school here. Huge move. Huge Wound up going to school in New York for a while and then came back to California, which is how I met my best friend. And my got back friend. together. Sabrina. Sabrina and got back together with my high school sweetheart. And then that did I think it's long. different for girls. I think girls, it's, concerts are more bonding things for girls. For me, it was just... Being overwhelmed with the technology and the entertainment that oh, was going was on. Oh, there was definitely that too. It was my first like mosh pit. I was, this, oh, there's the whole no mosh thing, pit in the this. The whole thing. I was like, this is how people act. Okay. Yeah. It was amazing. It's the circus. Yeah. I mean, a, a concert for our generation yeah. is definitely like when the old Ringling Brothers were coming to town. It was. Know? It was so much fun. Yeah. It was. I just remember. I remember. <laughs> Probably feeling pins and needles for a day afterwards, oh, yeah. and I. But uh, and when you get that feeling, that's why you yeah. don't really remember who you're with. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Sorry that we sorry that we bounced. Why tune shuffle is freedom. Why you never know what's going to come up. Shuffle. There we go. This is it. Yes. Oh. oh. Summer's here. Summer has arrived, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First of all, I'm going to start with, I think this guy, uh, Scott Weiland, is the ultimate front man. I've seen this band uh, maybe ten times, and I love... When you did the Facebook thing, did you write Stone Temple Pilots nine times? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Did it it come out like that? 
no, you no, just no, said no, no. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I t- no, you cannot have my password. Okay. I <laughs> know. Ten songs. <laughs> so I have not done, I have not filled out one of those things. But yeah, me neither. Th- this band and Oasis are the same time for me. Mm. And this is also the first girl I was ever in love with. Oh. Yeah. So her name was? Her name was Lisa Tersh. Lisa I uh, lived I with her for- I Lisa Turtle so bad. Lisa Turtle? <laughs> she could have been named that too. She seemed more like, she was a, she was a little you bit- You lived with her. You did not watch Saved by the Bell. Oh, is that, is that who that is? Uh-huh. Sorry, no, I'm straight. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry that I missed out on that Screech! one. Screech! All right, moving on. <laughs> Time out. Uh, yeah, I, I was the first girl I dated serious, and I was, it was and this uh, Stone Temple Pilots was at the same time we broke up, and but. <sighs> But it was a cleansing thing because I went through a lot of changes, a lot of changes. Was this in Vancouver? This, this is in Vancouver. This so you lived together. You, how did you meet Lisa? I met Lisa just random. Just think I met her at a club one time and then ran into her a couple other times and asked her out and then we ended up going out. I think she had a boyfriend at the time <laughs> and it was right when I started stand-up too. It oh, was wow. like really around that time that everything kind of came together in my life. And the reason I love this song because... I learned that you got to feel the highs, you got to feel the lows. Mm-hmm. And those people that just want to ride in the middle are not living. Right. You got to you got to just you got to take it down and you got to take it up and there's nothing wrong with feeling high or feeling low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love it. So you got both. I got both. both. Oh yeah, I I was just like this is awesome and I was just like this hurts bad and yeah. I don't know why this hurts so bad and I don't know why why doesn't she like me anymore? And I was and confused. What did you what did you guys yeah. do together? What do we do together? Like sexually? No, like what? <laughs> what nice. Were you like, guys like puzzle couple? Did you no, like we watch just, TV? Did you go hiking? Did we did everything. Like, well, bike we just, riding. We just not bike riding. We weren't two gays. Sorry. Sorry. No, like no, that's unfair. That was unfair. There's straight people riding bikes too. I like the way you said, "Hey, too far." Uh, Uh, No, no, uh, riding bikes. I just, you know what I see? I see a Viagra commercial when you say riding bikes together. (laughs) (laughs) No, but there are some guys that I would date where like Scrabble was our thing. We're like, "What do you want to do? Like Scrabble? You want to play Scrabble? Like cool." Uh, Well, first live-in girlfriend definitely does have some significant, unique traits. Like my first live-in was a coke whore. And What's I, that, mean? I, that means, well, I mean, I say that and I regret saying it just like that, but this was a cocaine, she was a cocaine ad. We met at a club, fell in love. She had a day job and everything I did as well, but she, our thing was about getting high and drunk. Mm. I mean, that uh, was the, we did get drunk a lot. We it was did like a get Sid drunk. Nancy type thing. Uh, with you guys? Well, for us it was. What well, it was like for you and uh, Turtle? It wasn't uh, at least a Turtle. Well, <laughs> Tersh. we were always saved by a bell. <laughs> <laughs> No, we. I just remember it was fun getting drunk. We, we, there wasn't very many arguments. We'd uh, we'd uh, couples things. Did you do couples things? <laughs> yeah, we apple picking, apple picking, pumpkin throwing, <laughs> brunch with friends, <laughs> cat changing. Uh, we where we'd take our cat and exchange it with another cat, and nobody'd know. There was no pin- <gasps> there was no Pinterest. So how did you? I just remember doing going. To- it was also around the time I just moved to Vancouver, so the city was a new experience for me. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember, I remember going to her grandma lived on the island. I go, we'd go hang out with her, her grandma, and she was this old German woman, and she would drink us under the table, and nice. and they had this huge plot of land, and we'd sit outside and drink, and it was just, Aww. it was fun, it was good yeah. times, yeah. Stone yeah. Temple Pilots is that. I ran into benchmark her. I was you. filming a movie in Vancouver, and I ran into her in the middle of the street, and just like. Oh, hey, yeah. Vancouver wow. so, like that. Yeah, well, You're like, look at me now! Look <laughs> at me now! I'm in a monkey movie! <laughs> you never thought that would happen, did you? I win this! <laughs> <laughs> uh.
So, yeah. So this helped you kind of get over the breakup? Something about this music just associates me with life. It's just like up and down and up and and, and just everything's everything's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with feeling sad mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with feeling great and there's nothing wrong as long as you're feeling Everything's okay. You're doing all right. Yeah. I, 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 do you like you like the song? You... I love it. And I in, in L.A., he was one of the people that I kind of saw in my journey in, in casual environments, you know? And, really? Yeah. Coffee shop, Silver Lake. And I moved into Hollywood and kind of reset my life. It was him and people like the Chili Peppers were, ah. were very, like they were around that, that area. And I just, I was fascinated by the guy and it sort of, there was the Cobain thing, the whole sort of like, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Nirvana and that, that period of time and definitely dig it, you know? And it, it, for some reason, like when I heard that song, the first thought that went in my head was summertime. It does. Yeah. It does. It's a, uh, just kind of a freedom of summer. Totally. Yeah. Uh, that's, I love when you say I would see him in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I remember moving to LA and the guys, there was a couple guys from the Ramones living in my neighborhood. Oh yeah. And I just didn't. I just like, oh, it's interesting. That guy dresses and looks like he's from the Ramones. Turns out he's from the Ramones. But being here, you're not, I, being where from where I was from, I was not expecting it to be the Ramones, you know? Yeah. It's, it, that's one of the cool things. I mean, in New York was when I had my first bona fide huge star sighting. It was the guy who played Grandpa on the Munsters. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and he used to hang out in front of a cigar shop, and, and I, I was, like, frozen with starstruck. Like, it's Grandpa from the Munsters! I Did you go up and talk to him? Or? No, my friends guided me away, like, yeah, leave him alone. But it's Grandpa. But he would have loved the, it. I'm sure he would have. Right. Ale something. And there's very few. I, I was in the airport one day in Chicago, and I went into the lounge, and I sat down, and I just happened to look beside me, and I'm like, oh, that's that's uh, Bobby Hull. So I just went over and said, hey, just... I just want to say I grew up in Canada. You're a huge part of my life, and thank you for being you. And just thank, thank him. He's going to say, okay, and I'd walk away. He's like, sit down and talk to me. That's Aww. Bobby Hall. So I sat down and talked to him for an hour and a half, and he just his big thing was thank you for remembering me. That's all he said was thank you for remembering me. Because wow. nobody knows who I am, and it's just That's amazing. So, so I, I bet you he would have loved if you'd gone up and talked to him. I just uh, to not get stuck down in this because I know you, Maggie. You see a lot of people coming through iHeartRadio and with your job. Mm-hmm. So my, my all-time favorite was in Dallas Fort Worth Airport. Dom DeLuise was being driven no. up in a, in a cart, and everybody noticed him. Everybody recognized him, and he he Dom DeLuise took a sort of like Caesar-esque pose ah! in his cart and was wheeled to the you know the the gateway you know, and he's waving to everybody. It was like we're all family here. It's the world there's there's Uncle Dom. That's awesome. It was so great. I love it. I I love when you meet people like that and they don't take it serious. You know what I mean? It's because we we all have met so many people that take it so serious and you're just like, Come on, there's a there's a really, really, really hard jobs that people do. There's jobs that people don't get to do much, and then they die at 35. So, do you have fans that recognize you? I mean, you've once done a, a lot while, of work. Once in a while, people come up to me. It's I'm, I'm always shocked. Anything and surprised. memorable in that arena for you? Uh, just anytime they say hi, like I, yeah, I'm always surprised yeah. that like I, at random places they'll just come. Hey, are, are you Ian Bag? I'm like, yeah. Do you know somebody I know? And they're mm-hmm. like, I watch you on TV. I'm like, really. Well, hello. It's nice, huh? Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> well, hello. As an actor, as you guys, as performers, I mean, you really can't cross the touchdown line and do a victory dance. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I made that film. Yeah, yeah. I got that part. You know, you got to sort of be humble. Yeah. So I guess you're right. When we're inspired as a fan to just go up and say, hey, real quick, thank you so much. Like, if yeah. I ever saw Cranston, Brian Cranston, 
I just love that guy so much. Right. And I, I know that I'm not connected to him, but I, that Breaking Bad hit me at just the right time. I just, yeah, I just like to say, I like to say thank you for doing what you do is what I, I said. Right. You know, it's just, yeah. it's, Thanks. I, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, you're part of my life and I know you don't get it, but <laughs> you're, you're welcome. And I, I'm, I sure that, I, I'm sure they get it because there's no way somebody doesn't watch somebody else and be yeah. like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Brad Pitt's going through some music right now, going mm-hmm. through his breakup. We're shuffling. We are shuffling round and round shuka, today. Shuka, shuka, shuka. You ready for song number five? Five. Oh. Do you love this song? I love this song. I love this song too. Let's see. This is why it works. Now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her I think we should listen to a lot of this song. Yeah, you're right. Yaks like summer and walks like rain. Reminds me that there's a time to change. I'm watching the video. Since the return of a stay on the moon, she listens like spring and she talks like June. What a five. I feel like what I'm listening five. to the lyrics for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great mix. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is just this is just that song. This says fun. There's a couple of lyrics in there that make me laugh. Best friend standing up for you for you even when they know you're wrong. I love that that line. It's just like that is a best friend. Yep. The one they, yeah, we're fighting. I know this isn't right, but we're fighting. So I I, I love it. And also, this is kind of when I met my wife, and it's just happy. Mm-hmm. It's just happy, and it just makes you feel good. And everything fits in this song. Yeah, it just fits. There's oh. so many songs that are forced out there, and this is like great stand up. Do you remember the first time you heard it? Yeah, I remember I was in the back seat of Tina Louise's car, which is not my wife, and it was before I met my wife. I met my wife about a year later. And, the actress Tina Louise? Uh, 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 yes, the uh, from, from... From Match Game? Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, uh, 77. I, <laughs> it was weird that she was still driving. Uh, <laughs> I was a girl that I went to acting class with. A bunch of us used to hang out from acting class, and this song came on. I was like, what was that? Where did that come from? Who was that? It's almost like when you're with someone you really care about. I was thinking that same thing. You know, like a, mus- a song like this comes yeah. on and explains to us, like, yeah. that's that emotion. Or I'm, I'm, I'm in, I catch that. I had a hard time fighting between Hey Soul Sister and this song. When th- these two songs come on, they're, they're, they, they remind me of how great my life is. That's awesome. That's yeah. really great. That's. So. I feel like this song for me, I don't know about you, David, but I remember vividly being in a karaoke bar. It was a competition. And I watched somebody go up and sing this song in particular. And do it well. Oh, yeah. Super well. He mm-hmm. won. I mean, he won. Mm-hmm. He took the whole thing away. It was really great. And I remember thinking like, wow, I think that for me was the first time I was like, people are really invested in this music. And I think for me, that was the first time I really thought, wow, this is the soundtrack to life, right? This is how we're connected to music. And it made me start going back and through the history. I'm like, 
my mom is really into the Allman Brothers. Why? Mm-hmm. And start right. asking questions about who is Rod Stewart and why? Why? Like right. why all this stuff? Why do we connect so well with these well, musicians? If you hear a song, you know you can. It doesn't matter when you hear it. You know where you were when you heard that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a couple. Like I almost put in um, Oasis Champagne Supernova mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that was the song to me coming to America that was on all the time mm-hmm. and I remember listening it, to it wherever I was going it was just on and it was just it, there's, there's certain songs that you you hear that I was in Thailand in a hotel room in between gigs and um, feeling really lonely and thinking like why should I be lonely and sort of all out of sorts when I'm internationally traveling and I'm in like Bangkok Thailand right and the song yellow came on through some BBC oh my God. or mm-hmm. world like TV station and it was all yellow and mm-hmm. I brought me to my knees and just was like it's all good it's okay so yeah, right, yeah this yeah. particular song where where I was the first time I heard it I have no idea but it, it had such an impact that you know once it began to start to be clear to me what the song actually was and I just got re- reconnected with it to hit me emotionally I don't know how that song isn't one of the biggest songs ever of all times mm-hmm. like to me that's mm-hmm. as good as anybody has ever done mm-hmm. yeah like people are like now nah. I'm like no yeah in our ever expanding job as producers the y Shuffle the music our guest is the foundation but we are sort of trying to expand into some little gimmicky type things to give us a real I understand. show yeah, feel I understand the name of this game Ian is called Bar name or band name? Oh, okay. Uh, each week we choose, our, our guest will, from the previous week, choose a city anywhere in the world and see if our guest can figure out and if Maggie can figure out whether or not this is actually a bar name or a band name. Points don't matter and you win nothing. I don't care. I'm going to. I want to win. The, the winner. The winners are truly the the bands and, and the the, bar. uh, and the, the bars. bars. And uh, this week's city, Salt Lake City. Is this the name of a band in Salt Lake City or the name of a bar? Piper Down. I'd say band. Piper Down. For some reason, I want to say it's a band as well. You would think, but actually Piper Down, located at 1492 State Street in (laughs) Salt Lake City, uh, is a lively venue serving import drafts, cocktails. It's got a TV, a big TV, and live music. Uh, Piper Down is a bar. It's an Irish bar? Maybe. I didn't get that information. Uh, you know, I, oh, no, I thought there was a band. Remember in uh, in Mike Myers' uh, Axe Murderer movie? My wife's an Axe Murderer. Yeah, he yeah. yelled out, oh, his dad's playing bagpipes and he passes out. Or and he, and, he, and he yells out, Piper Down! Piper Down! <laughs> down. I didn't rem- See, I didn't even know yeah. that. Well, no, that's that's a that's a bar in Salt Lake City, Piper Down. So if you're in the area on State Street, which is where most of the bars are located in Salt Lake City, go to 1492 Piper Down. <laughs> ask for Dave. He's waiting for you, and he said he's real glad to be on White Tune Shuffle. Okay, is this a bar name or a band name? Category V. And I will even spell category for you. It might give you a little bit of a hint on this guess. K-A-T-A-G-O-R-Y. Then it's got to be a band. Because Cat is the name of the lead singer. Hmm. I'm going to say it's a bar just to be different than you because last time we stayed wrong. the same. And, and uh, I'm going to say it's a bar and it's a, a, a venue where you can bring your pets. It is, in fact, a band. Category V dropped in 1999 and they're presently heard on Nightmare Records. Really? You can't swear on the show? <laughs> 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 Check out Category V. Some of their hits are Hymns of Dissension, The Rising Anger, 
a new breed of rebellion, and this is what I love. It's thrash, metal, power metal, and progressive metal music. Huh. I've not heard of progressive metal. So if you're in Salt Lake City, you want to check out a band, check it's out... polite metal. Polite <laughs> metal. Polite metal, category V. It's time to go lucky metal. All right. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of lucky, is Lucky 13 a band out of Salt Lake, or is Lucky 13 a bar in Salt Lake City? I think it's both. <laughs> Isn't that a clothing company? Lucky say, 13. It's a, it's a clothing company and a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a bar. Bar? Bar. bar. Lucky 13 is a bar located at 135 West State Street in Salt Lake City. It's what a happening win? saloon <laughs> known for gourmet hamburgs and house-smoked bacon at Lucky 13. They got a long beer list and a long whiskey list. Check out Rob at Lucky13 at slc.com. He'll give you more information about Lucky13. That's awesome. I'm Salt really loving this description of these. <laughs> I mean, I, it's I, great. I, I, my, I, 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 people are paying for these advertisements, right? Okay. Now, um, <clears throat> I, I'd like Maggie to go ahead and try to guess this one. Okay, because I'll I have a it. sense you'll, you, you might get it right off. The Osmonds. Is this a bar or a band, Maggie? Maybe. Band. It's not. Are you sure it's banned? Shut up. What is it? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Ian. Why are you looking at me so stern? <laughs> Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. The Osmonds. It's actually a family. That's what I thought, but. Yeah. That's also, exactly that's, right. It's I also was... a kid with a hair lip trying to say Osmonds. The Osmonds are, they are a band, a band going way back to 1959. Still recording at MGM Records. They're a combination of R&B, soft rock, and they lean a little bit into some of the spiritual music. You might remember Donnie and Marie Osmond, famous uh, siblings from from Utah. Yeah, they're Mormons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw it, and I figured I I think it would probably be a a nice thing to include the Osmonds. What was their biggest hit? How many wives do you have? (laughs) (laughs) The one Osmond Brothers song I remember is Crazy Horses. Can you look up Crazy Horses? Look at you running the wrong way on the track. Crazy Horses. Crazy Horses. This is No way. Yes, it is. This is... Mid seventies. This is the Osmond Brothers. I hate everything about this. I think this is uh, uh, Dwayne Osmond. Was this a hit? This. I remember. I heard. It, I was like, this cannot be the Osmond Brothers. I want to hear the the chorus. Oh, man. People went nuts for them. Mormons. What are they wearing? These are crazy hats with feathers. I, this is the 70s, late 70s. Here it is. This is what I'm doing for Halloween this year, you guys. Get a bunch of people and go to the almonds. Almonds, Osmonds. Where are the almonds? Where are the almonds? Is Crazy Horses a bar name or the name of a song? We can <laughs> Stop it. Crazy Horses. Okay. That's the Osmonds. Again, MGM recording artist. Band name or bar name? Is this a band out of Salt Lake or is this a bar you can go to in Salt Lake? Royal Bliss. Bar I would, name I would drink at the Royal Bliss. You drink at the Royal Bliss? I Crown would. Royal? I'm going to say it's a, a bar as well. It's probably a band. The Royals are... are Dropped in 1997. Ah. America rock band. Capitol Records. Life in between. Chasing the sun. After the Chaos and After the Chaos 2, names of the albums you can get from Royal Bliss. They are, capital H-A-R-D, rock. Hard, hard rock, rock band. You can book them for weddings, bar mitzvahs, and opening arena shows. I don't hate this game. I'm just like, Royal most Bliss. of these places, should, most of these bands should buy the name to have it as a bar after their career. Exactly. The Bayou. Is this a bar 
or a band name? The band. Located at 645 State Street. (laughs) It's a Cajun eatery uh, bar and... uh, Again, a vast beer list. The Bayou. They I have think live they can music. only sell beer in Utah. I don't. I, no. Yeah, they have to have a special license to do it. Well, on State Street, which is the designated, I found this out. Uh-huh. State Street is the strip. It's the stroll, oh, as they used there. to call yes. it back. Oh, you, you have been. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, okay. My best friends growing up were Mormon, and when they left New Jersey, all landed in Salt Lake City. When they got married, come out. I'm like, okay. And went with my now ex-husband, but we went, and he was like, what the heck is there to do in this town? Come to find out you need like a special ID, like a special license to go that. drinking. Yeah, so we would show up to these places, and we're like, hey, we just uh, we just want to have a beer. And they're like, do you have your special pass? And we're like, no. Wow. So we wound up having to go to the grocery store because you didn't need the ID to do that. What? I know, it's nuts. Well, Lucky 13 has a long whiskey list. I don't... <laughs> I'd like to thank Salt Lake City for helping us out here on Wide Tune Shuffle. Now, Ian, your job is to choose next week's city, anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world? Anywhere in the world. Reykjavik, Iceland. Iceland. Iceland, yep. I will be there on June 11th. Oh, you can actually be there on June 11th. I love that. Okay, so we went through the whole history of all the songs that you love that kind of brought you to this point, too. 2017, Mm. when you're driving around your car, you're going from gig to gig. What is a guilty pleasure? Ah. song, band. Can I put something even worse? Yes. I just took some music off my my phone. What is it? I couldn't listen to Kid Rock anymore just because mm. I just I was just like it would come up every so often and it just made me angry. I'm like, no. Okay. No. Uh, my guilty pleasure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I like that. It was like a it's, musical confession. Like I just got rid of Kid it's, Rock. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's Iglesias. Uh, and Pitbull, you know, together. Yes. Yeah. Oh. When, when I, Pitbull, it makes me happy. <laughs> and Pitbull, and it just makes me happy. Baby, I like it. That's so great. My wife got in my car yesterday. She's like, oh, God, this is on again. And I'm like, shh. Like Pitbull. I, I like Pitbull it. probably for a very different reason. Every New Year's what? in downtown what? L.A., Pitbull. Oh, he's very attractive. Pitbull's attractive? Oh, yes. I thought Enrique... No, is what, what, why, what's the Iglesias I'm thinking? Why am I blanking on his name? Enrique Iglesias? Not, is, which is, Julio Iglesias. Not Julio's son that does the songs. He's good looking. Yeah, Pitbull's always at the Los Angeles Live New Year's Eve event. Yeah, he doesn't do much other than say Pitbull. Yeah, it is Enrique. <laughs> that is Enrique. And tell me which one's better looking. You've got an interesting look for men that you like. Oh, that is very true. <laughs> the bald. Do you like the bald? Uh-huh. You like the bald and bald, big, big sunglasses? Bald, big noses, yeah. I'm not cutting my and hair. And Latinos. Oh, my God. I'm such a sucker Are for you, Is that why yeah. you like them? Well, tell me which is better looking. I love this song. Iglesia. The Pitbull. I did this uh, mild-mannered sketch with a good friend of mine, Esteban. So it was me, the white girl, uh, a black man, and Esteban, who's Latino. And we were all like, no, I'm more discriminated against because blah, blah, blah. And he was like, we don't even have a representation. Who who do we go to to look for leadership? Pitbull? We, we go to Pitbull. Pitbull. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Pitbull is our Pitbull. But he, he uh, he's the attractive one out of those two? I, I mean, I wouldn't kick either. What is he, about five foot four? It does not matter when it's you're a classic guy line. Yeah. What's she seeing him? What uh, is she just, seeing him? I just, I was, I, I'm asking because I've, for a while now, I've been looking. I'm like, how is Pitbull famous? What about like oh. Vin Diesel? I still think. Vin, he, I think he looks like Vin Diesel. Also very attractive. Really? 
Also, well, by the way, you know. also how, many, how, many, how many more actors do we have to kill before that series keeps getting made? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just, I was just like, it's going to stop now. Nope, it's continuing on. All I'm right. like, Ian Bag. Wrap it up after that. Wow. <laughs> How dare you, We sir. want Hollywood to die. Well, if No, North, I don't want Hollywood if, to die. I just North want... Korea has anything to do with it. You know what? I have a theory about that. I think Hollywood will survive that. You think so? Yes, because remember, he was a, he's in love to... with movies and Dennis whiskey. Dennis Leary. No, Dennis, uh, Dennis Rodman. Rodman yeah, yeah. yeah, he's in love with the Hollywood part. He doesn't like America, but the Hollywood part he loves. So I, don't, I see him blowing up Seattle, not us. Kim Jong-un. Kim, Kim, Kim Jong Un, Seattle, San Francisco. I don't, I don't think know. He's... he's really mad at the interview. Whoever did that movie? Oh, those Franco were the... and um... yeah, yeah, those were those guys. The, yeah, uh, the, I didn't even think about made... that. I no, guess he's, we're, we're no he's really mad at them. There's the best vid- <laughs> there's the best video on online someplace where he looks up from a, from a pair of binoculars and he's scared, <laughs> and then and then they show Chuck Norris. <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, uh, we laugh. We laugh. We, uh, well, what else well, can you do? Exactly. Well, we're not prepared. We are not prepared. So we might as well laugh. Like, I am. I our... have a backpack next to my bed that is full, I'm not kidding, of toilet paper, socks, peanut butter, and water. Ready to go. You're ready for a run to someplace. Well, because yeah. you can't drive out of L.A. No. You're not Well, you're I get not mad driving at my, I get mad there. at my wife because gas tank's always on empty. And I'm like, <gasps> we got to be on full at all times, ready yeah. to leave. I just never say no when I think, I think I'd like to spend 100 bucks on poker. I mean, that's how I'm surviving this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just, any vice that comes my way that I can still it's partake It's terrifying. In. And if you take it, if you really really concentrate on it you will become a lunatic yes what so don't think why are about you it looking at me that way i don't want you to, i don't want you i don't want you, <laughs> what you what's so funny what's so don't you don't laugh leave me alone don't call me psycho nobody calls me psycho Ian bag has a list of tour dates that <laughs> go all through the rest of the summer i know you're in at the Brea improv the rest of this weekend but the rest of this weekend by the time this episode airs we'll have missed it I'm i'll sorry. be in baltimore next week and then australia the week afterwards for two weeks and cool. then in iceland and, and then iceland all over uh, las vegas nevada at the hard rock hotel uh may 26th neat cool yeah can I also say nbr national bag radio just started last week that's national great. bag radio yeah, so that's, your yeah, podcast. that's my podcast you can get it on itunes mm-hmm. i would love it if you just checked it out and gave it some sort of review, even if bad or good. Thumbs yeah, up, thumbs yeah, yeah. Is it a comedy podcast? Uh, it's just uh, me and a friend talking and, and slowly throwing bits in. Like our new thing is we're going to have guests, but all they're going to do is read the beginning of an episode of 48 Hours. So you know how they talk about a murder at the beginning? Uh-huh. That's that they're going to read that. And I'm going to hey, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> this, this, this week we got Dennis Leary on, and then he'll just read, a, uh, read that. And then thanks, Dennis. That's all. NBR. What's your corner of the internet? How do we find you? You find me at ianbag.com. I-A-N-B-A-G-G. Uh, Instagram is going to be mostly pictures of my dogs. Facebook, Ian Bag Comedy. Ian Bag is a guy that rides bicycles in England, hates me. And Twitter is Ian Bag. I-A-N-B-A-G-G. I, I enjoy Twitter, but I, I think Instagram's the, the most fun out of all of them. I think that's where the internet is going. Yeah. Thank you for having me on your Black Panther party. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ian.